0: Alex Rodriguez. Alex, welcome. How are you? What's up, Mike? All right, listen, um, we were talking about Betts and Judge, you know, the two stars on display. What's your thoughts about them in this series?
1: I mean, I think they're as good as it gets. I mean, they're just uh, two of uh, of the dozen of players that are kind of uh, a very special breed. They're all in their early 20s, mid-20s, and with a world of talent. But, look, I think Aaron I think Mookie Betts is going to go out and win the MVP, is amazing what he does at five foot ten, hundred and seventy five pounds. Um and Aaron Judge is our biggest star the game has today. He is a LeBron James type figure. He's polarizing. He's likable. Uh he's a great looking guy and he's built like Superman and not only that, but he's a tremendous young man.
0: Very good all around player. I mean the thing that surprised me, Arod is how good he is in the field. You know, everything. He's a very complete player.
1: and Mike, he's six foot seven Two hundred and eighty pounds. He's under ten percent body fat. He jumps out of the out of the gym like the same basketball, and uh, you know he could be playing tight end in the NFL. He runs really, really well. He, he resembles you know Dave Winfield in the outfield. That's a good There's one. There's nothing that he does that is, is difficult. It looks makes it look very easy and fluid.
0: What what? How about what what Martinez brought to the Red Sox? You know, you talked about bets and winning the MVP. Martinez really had a huge impact on that team. Uh, what 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 what's your thoughts about Martinez?
1: Well, I thought he just completely changed the culture of that team, and what he brings to starting in spring training. He is a gym rat. He's a workaholic. He runs the offensive meetings. It's not the hitting coach It's Martinez and the hitting coach, and and that's like having a you know a seventh or eighth coach. But when a guy is brings MVP numbers and protection. I'm here with Big Pop in the Fox studios and he thinks that Martinez is the MVP Well, he thinks right. they both should be called MVP Of course he speaks like a Red Sox, but he said that he has been the biggest change in that clubhouse and that culture.
0: Well, it's funny. Someone said this week and I'll steal their line that Betts was the MVP of the league and that Martinez was the MVP of the Red Sox. Uh, you know, that's it's, it, because he really did change the Red Sox. I agree with you. We're talking with A-Rod. You are perfectly qualified for this, probably eminently qualified. What's wrong with Sanchez? Why is he hitting the way he's hitting?
1: Yeah, Mike, one last thing about that is the Yankees, you know, talking about J.D. Drew and changing the Red Sox, yeah. the Yankees are a completely different team without Aaron Judge. I agree. You, you I agree. need your Magic Johnson. You need your stable. And he brings the swagger, the confidence, and the production. As far as Sanchez, I mean, look, Sanchez, when he's right and when he's in great shape, He is the best pure hitter on that team. I've always said he has, you know, David Ortiz clutch genes, and Manny Ramirez, like, I don't give up, you know what, about it. And he he is a very talented, and he can hit great pitching. He doesn't swing and miss much, and he's pretty aloof, and and that's really good when it comes to the big moment.
0: Do you see Um, anything that's wrong right now, or why he's had such a bad season? You know, to me, it's, it's all about, you know, when
1: I went to lunch with him last year, one of the things we focused on was, Conditioning, uh, you know, working on the English language, really working on pitchers, really thinking about being selfless and, and getting in good shape and getting a routine that's repeatable going Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and really working on defense and Larry Rothschild. Everything else will come naturally. He called me two weeks later and he goes, Alex, you never talking to me about hitting, but now I'm seeing the ball like a watermelon. And I think he just has to kind of get some good coaching and mentoring to help him figure out the priorities. Defense is most important. And without defense, which is one of the concerning parts about the current Yankees team, you can never outrun poor defense, defensively behind the plate and in the infield.
0: You mentioned defense on the infield, which is an issue. Andohar had a great year. His defense is lacking. He's made a ton of errors with the, with the throws. Now, you're a guy who played a great shortstop and then went over, played a, a great third, and also had an unbelievable throwing arm. Is the arm just lacking, or is it you can see something that he can do to be better at third base? You
1: know, I think he's going to be a, a good third baseman. If, if the Yankees, if we can get Andohar, to just be an average major league defender, he could be a perennial all-star. You know, the, pro- the gift and the curse of what the Yankees and the great job that Cashman and that team has done with-, with our farm system is that we're not supposed to be winning this quickly, but we are. But at the same time, Aaron Boone has to develop these young men and also has to win at the same time, and it's co- is a conundrum. So uh, you have to be patient, and if you have a situation late in the game that you can pull him, you can pull him, but Mike, you can only pull so many people. You can't take out Sanchez in the seventh and do her in the eighth. You're not going to run out of players.
0: No, oh, Absolutely. But do you, I mean, is there anything you see with his throw or anything with him at third base that you could improve on, or is it just going to be a struggle for him?
1: Yeah, 100%. When we worked this summer in Miami, one of the things we talked about was cadence and footwork. Every great infielder is not about hands, it's about having great feet. The reason what, Omar Vizquel is probably the best defensive shortstop of all time, along with Aussie Smith, is because he was a soccer player. Most great young shortstop played soccer when they were young, and his footwork has to just get a little bit more aggressive, and his cadence we got to just speed him up a little bit. That way, when the game starts, it slows down for him.
0: We're talking with uh, Alex Rodriguez, of course, A-Rod, and you'll see him uh, in the postseason in the booth and doing the stuff that he does with uh, with Fox and all his buddies over there, Frank Thomas, and uh, of course Big Poppy and the guys now, uh, and Kevin Burkhardt, of course. Um, Answer me this: You get in the box tonight, first time up against a guy like Sale, who you know's been hurting. Is it velocity that's going to tell you if he's on his game? Is it going to be movement? Is it going to be the bite on the pitches? What are you going to look for that's going to tell you whether or not he's on his game?
1: If I'm watching that game and I'm hitting fourth, I'm looking at the first five pitches and the velocity. If he's throwing 97, 98, 99, it's going to be one type of game. Is going to be a power game. If he's throwing 88 to 90 like he was the last couple of starts, is going to be a finesse game, which means... He's going to use his three pitches a lot more democratic fastball, slider, and a changeup. And I would sit around 87 to 88 miles an hour all game, knowing that I can hit every pitch. If he's throwing 98, like the Chris sale, it could be a very long nine in Boston for Yankee hitters.
0: So you think it's just, it's not anything about location or bite or anything else. It's just pure velocity. You want to know if he's throwing high 90s or not.
1: Yes, and the reason why is when you're throwing 98, it makes every other pitch that much harder to hit. You have to get everything started, and just there's more violence to all three pitches. When you're throwing 88 miles an hour, what people at home don't understand is it also takes away from the frequency and the spin rate, because it's just simply force and arm speed. If you can't throw it as hard, that means you're not going to spin it as hard. That means as a hitter, you're able to see the breaking ball and the changeup a lot better.
0: Which infield are you more worried about in this series messing up? Yankee infield, Red Sox infield? Both have problems defensively. Which one are you more concerned about?
1: Uh, I, I was concerned about us because the Yankees uh, are the Yankees. and, and Look, you, you wanna lo- if you lose, you want the other team to beat you. It, it's a long off season. if you cannot win a game or a series because of fundamentals, whether that's a pitcher having a leadoff walk or an infielder cannot turn in a double play, or you can't execute a bunt. Those things will kill you. And one of the things we told Robbie Cano and Melky and Gardner, we want to be specialists and PhDs at fundamentals, bunting, hit and running, and great defense. Sometimes you're not going to be able to hit home runs. It's hard to do that in October. But the fundamental things, you can control that.
0: The uh, Red Sox ran all over them, as you know, the last time they played them up in Boston. They ran like crazy on them. Uh, wh- what's gonna, do you think the Yankees can make adjustments to curtail that running game this time?
1: You have to. And ha- how you do that is two things. You hold the ball and mix up your timing as a pitcher, and then you slide step. The good news with half pitching tonight, anytime you have a lefty, he's looking right at you. And usually that neutralizes the game. The other way to beat that, especially on the road, is get off to a one or two couple run leads early. That will slow down Alex Core and their running attack. Look, you were at the stadium the other night, Mike. The minute that Aaron Judge hit that ball, the yep. game was over. You can turn off the TV, it was lights out. When your best player, like Reggie Jackson, or, or the big players come up big. The Yankees step up big.
0: Yeah, that was that lit up the whole place. It they have been waiting for Judge to do it. And you're right. Listen, the Yankees look different with Judge in the lineup. He's the—he's the face of the franchise. He's the new guy. He's the new star. I mean, you can see it a mile away. It transmits through the team. It's all there. Plus, the other guy, Void has given them a lift. He plays to the dugout. he he's, he's he jumps up and down on the bases. He's come out of nowhere. He's gone crazy. He's really—you know. The team responds to him. Who knows if he's going through a, you know, a, you know, a once-in-a-million year or he's going to be a good hitter. Who knows? But he's having a crazy month.
1: Look, they caught two breaks. They have Aaron Judge back and Didi Gregoria's injury. Uh, we were lamenting the fact that there was a chance that he could miss the whole postseason. The fact that he's playing, uh, he neutralized that team because out of all the infielders, I mean, you, you have some question marks. He is the one lockdown defender that can also hit cleanup. And he puts the ball in play, and he's steady Eddie and Void. They basically won the lottery. We were expecting you know Birdie to come up and step up in a big way. Void has come in Shane Spencer like and has been. And really, we don't care if it's going to last ten years. We just want it to last another four weeks.
0: And the team responds to it. You know that you can tell it pumps up the whole team. The dugout goes crazy. He hits the triple the other night. They're jumping up and down. The guy he just really lights up the team.
1: Look, I love it. I know his brother was a nose guard in college and I love his enthusiasm. I love his excitement. You know, it's something that has not been around with the Yankees, but I, I, the more, the better, and the fans love it, the teammates love it. I talk to the guys all the time in that clubhouse, and they absolutely love this guy's energy and what he brings. For a team that sometimes lacks energy, well, he's, he's overboard with energy, which I love.
0: All right, what's the hardest part of playing a big game in Fenway Park? Uh,
1: it's just exciting, Mike. That, there's nothing like it. I am so upset that I'm stuck here in the studios in Fox in L.A., and I cannot be at those games. But uh, I will pay big money to be at all five of those games. Uh, you know, only only you know. unfortunate thing, I wish it was a seven-game series. But look, beggars are not choosers. Uh, it's exciting. I don't think there's anything tough. I think the fans are super excited. They're on top of you. They're going to be ragging on you. But it's chilly. It's cool. I love it.
0: Can you separate the two teams, anything? I mean, they win 208 games between them. One team wins 108, the other one wins 100. What, what separates them in the series?
1: Who's healthy and who's hot? And for me right now, that goes to the Yankees. If you asked me that question for the last six months, that would have been tilted to Alex Cora and the Boston Red Sox. The big question mark for the Red Sox is two things. Is how healthy is Chris Sale? Yep. He's, when he's healthy, he's probably the best or one of the best pitchers in the game. And then what is David Price going to do, and how is going to be this postseason? Can he beat the Yankees? Obviously, he's much better at Fenway than he is at Yankee Stadium. We'll see what David Price can do.
0: If the Red Sox lose tonight, boy, a lot of pressure on Price tomorrow. Lot of, a lot of pressure oh, on him. What do you think yeah, of the absolutely. other series? Now, right now, seventh inning is still anybody's game. Indians are trailing the Astros 4-2 uh, in the set, top of the seventh. Who did you like in that series?
1: Look, I I like Houston, but the the four teams in the American League, I don't recall a time that you had four heavyweights, that all four teams legitimately have the goods to win a World Championship. No, I agree. I agree with that. That, That's the case this year. Um, National League is a little bit different. No matter who wins in the National League, it's going to be David Goliath, Varsity versus JV. There's no question the dominant force in the American League. But in the National League, there are some sleepers. I mean, Colorado's really good. And Milwaukee is a great story as well. But look, if you look at Yankee Dodgers, I'll take that right now a rematch of 1981, Fernando Mania, and hopefully this time the Yankees
0: can win. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, uh, thanks for a couple of minutes. Enjoy. We'll be watching. Thank you. All right, Mike. Take care. Good to talk to you. A Rod on uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox and everything else going on. Right now, in the seventh inning, uh, the Astros lead the Indians 4 2. Verland to pitch the no hitter into the sixth. Uh, he left after 103 pitches with the bases loaded. The Indians scratched a couple of runs. They didn't get a big hit. They got a wild pitch and then a ground out. And both Ramirez and Incazione had chances to do something. They didn't, and that's key for them. They didn't have Incazione last year. He was hurt, and Ramirez killed them last year. Now, Ramirez had another big year this year, but he cannot have another bad playoff. That, you know They need those big guys in the middle of that lineup to hit. Right now, Astros, I question the Astros bullpen. I'll be interested to see if they go bullpen or they go starters. They go to the regular guys or they go to the starters late in these games because their starters were the, what beat the Yankees last year, not their regular bullpen guys. They ditched their regular bullpen guys and went to their starting pitchers, and those are the guys that beat the Yankees. Back after this.